With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. It's Geraldo Rivera reporting Roadkill, the view from the middle of the road, sometimes the most dangerous place on the highway. The middle of the road, Roadkill. And yet, uh, it's not necessarily fatal. I've kind of thrived uh, being in the middle of the road, at least so far. Thank you very much for listening. You know, we've got a race for a vaccine for this damn virus, this uh, COVID-19. The race heating up, several campaigns advancing to large test groups of healthy volunteers. Success is on the relatively near-term horizon. Thank God for that. September or October, they are saying. Pray for the success because it's the only real hope we have for a return to normalcy because we have just... Uh, uh, we're just about to uh, to watch a very, very melancholy milestone. Uh, we're over 98,000, 100,000 dead Americans. That figure looms. Wherever you place blame, there's plenty to go around that number. 100,000 Americans dead. Undeniable proof that our uneven health infrastructure, our political structure, our business uh, political relationship, whatever it is, our diplomatic relationship, fail to protect us. We can never forget the colossal Chinese cover-up. But let's talk now about how we fared over the Memorial Day weekend. What did you do? Was social distancing honored? Did people wash their hands? Did they, uh, uh, did they uh, maintain the, uh, the righteous course? Or did they just say, what the hell, the sun is out, let's enjoy Let's talk about it today on Roadkill. Roadkill with Geraldo Rivera. I took the uh, boat out of Skipper Buds in Marblehead near Port Clinton, west of Cleveland. A beautiful spot. Took the boat up to uh, Putin Bay, one of the great vacation areas, recreation areas in the country. I love it there. There were signs about social distancing and keeping your spacing and wearing masks were appropriate. Obviously, uh, when you went up to the bar or the restaurant, you had to take your mask off to eat or drink. So it wasn't uh, being anally enforced. That's an unfortunate phrasing. But my point is that it was reasonable precautions being taken in a lovely spot. I think Ohioans and uh, Clevelanders specifically, I saw we drove past in the boat uh, Edgewater Beach, plenty of people out there enjoying it. I couldn't see close enough to uh, check the mask situation, but people did not, I don't know, it was pretty crowded, but I didn't see a lot of hugging and, uh, you know, back slapping and that kind of stuff, but I'm sure there was plenty of it. The irony is, and I... I suspected this, but didn't really know it uh, for a fact. 
But the pro-Trump areas of the country, generally the obviously the red uh, states and, and communities, counties and so forth, tend to have a lower infection rate than the blue states, counties and communities. It's a fact. It's a mathematical fact that blue states have been far more severely impacted by the coronavirus epidemic, blue states like New York and New Jersey, than red states like Ohio, like Indiana, like, uh, uh, you know, the, the Dakotas, like all those, uh, the Rocky Mountain states. It's just the fact that the infection rate in Texas is well, well below the infection rate in, say, Boston or Detroit or New York City, obviously. So there is some math behind, you know, the different ways Americans are approaching the prohibitions about wearing masks and social distancing and all the rest of it. There's some reason to it. It isn't just politics or resistance to authority. Some communities are just like, compared to New York, uh, rather uh, Detroit and Cleveland, I mean, it's a 20 to 1 difference. Between communities, obviously, the people in Cleveland feel differently than the people in Detroit or should about the epidemic. It's just the way it came down. It's a, a bitter irony, but that's the way. So some of it obviously has to do with density and, and subways and uh, public transit, other public transit and uh, crowds and uh, the nature of urban life and living in those uh, you know, vertical communities. But the fact is that red states, red communities have been lesser infected. They're for part of that resistance to closures and demand for reopening came from a, a science place, an instinct place, rather than just a politics or ideological place. You know, wherever you live, whether here, there, or anywhere, wherever you live, this grim milestone we're all approaching this undeniable milestone, this unforgettable milestone is something that will scar America's psyche forever. We lost in Hurricane Katrina, which I covered in 2005 in, in and around New Orleans, about 1,500 people. 9-11, which we all endured, affected so many of our lives permanently, was around 3,000 dead Americans, or dead people. They weren't all American in the, uh, in the towers. Now we are approaching 100,000, 100,000 Americans dead. I don't care what your politics are. I don't care who you support for president next time. I don't care what you did this weekend. This is an undeniable fact of American life. Doesn't matter who you blame. Doesn't matter, uh, you know, about second guessing in 2020 hindsight or any of the rest of it. 100,000 Americans. I mean, the actual number right now is, is uh, 98,000, a couple of hundred. So we're 1,800 away. There's no doubt that we'll reach that milestone maybe by the end of this week unless things change dramatically. I remember I was on Martha McCallum's show on Fox News, her fine uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time show, and that's when the projection first came out that 
between 100,000 and 240,000 Americans would die from the coronavirus epidemic. Nobody believed it. I said to Martha, I remember so clearly that night, if that's true, if these projections are true, 100,000 minimum American dead, and this was like the second week of March, this program. I said, if that, if that projection is true, we have a whole lot of dying left to do. We have now experienced a whole lot of dying since that night, that evening in the second week of March. Now 100,000 dead. Uh, Dave's called from Kent about the red-blue divide in terms of the, uh, the disease. Hey, good morning, Geraldo. Love your show. Thanks. Um, about the red and the blue states, my opinion is that the um, blue states generally are a lot, you know, more liberal, of course. They're left-leaning. Right. And I think the, peop the people in those states are just more freewheeling because they, of their beliefs. And I think that the red states are much more conservative. They're more prudent. And um, I, live I don't know if that's true, brother. I don't know if that's true. If you saw the uh, you, you see that Ozark, uh, the, the water park in the Ozarks, everybody was, you know, crowded in, you know, belly to back. Uh, it couldn't have been any tighter or less restrained. And that's as red a place as you can get. Yeah, you, you've got a point there. I'm sure there's aberrations, but I think in the main, uh, I may be correct, but I'll let you. Uh, no, no, I don't. I don't necessarily disagree. There's certainly, uh, I think, you can make generalizations about uh, people's personal styles and so forth. But certainly, I think what's different is, as I explain, and I think that's the re that's the reality. Red, uh, blue states tend to be a lot more dense. You know, like New York City, our block, oh our block, 89th to 90th. Uh, Street on um, between Madison and Park Avenue in in Manhattan, we had five thousand people living there in that one block. You know, when you have five thousand people living on top of each other, that in some of the buildings forty plus stories, everyone takes the same elevator, everyone breathes the same air conditioned air. You know, everybody stays in their apartment scared to death. At least they did during the height of this thing, uh, and yeah. still plenty of them. You know, so I think that that that's true. But Dave, let me let me uh, move on. There's another Dave in Bedford Heights has a comment also. What, what's in your mind, Dave? Hey, buddy. Hey, Geraldo. Great to hear you. This is Dave from Bedford Heights. Hey, man. It's, I, I used to work out there, right there on uh, Broadway. But go ahead. What's uh, on your mind? Awesome. Love your show. The only thing I'm concerned about, I think you need to correct the record on the number of deaths. You're saying that there's 100,000 died uh, from 98,223. Yeah, it's not died from it. It's a died with. And all the top doctors like Burks and Acton, they admit that, yeah, we see if somebody dies and they have one molecule of corona in them, excellent point. Corona death. Excellent point, Dave. Excellent point. Uh, you know, we hope, we hope that, uh, you know, the public health authorities are being straight in their reporting. And I do believe that people who had, like, chronic diabetes and uh, – rheumatoid arthritis and dementia and all these other diseases and then got COVID-19 and then died, you know, maybe they should have an asterisk. They died from COVID. Uh, yes, but they had all these other underlying conditions. That's another difference between red states and blue states. You know, uh, urban areas tend to be, uh, you know, uh, poorer, have, you know, inferior health care. All those things are true. 
But let me, I, I've been uh, negligent in introducing my better half. I, darling, uh, we, we had a good time this weekend, but when I spoke to Sol about missing eighth grade and her funky graduation and everything, she was kind of more, uh, you know, resigned about it, less anxious about it than, than I was. Well, yeah, I, well, we're so lucky that our daughter has kind of a stoic personality and she's been handling this really well. We're so, I'm so grateful that she's been okay. I think she's anticipating maybe not going to school in the fall and that's something else entirely. I think not starting high school at school, physically at school will, will be hard for her, but she's been great. She's been doing fine. And about this milestone we are approaching? So sad. It's really devastating. So many people died. It's very grim. Very grim indeed. Talking about two issues, uh, how do you feel about the president defiantly refusing to wear a mask? Uh, and, and secondly, about this divide, this unmistakable, undeniable divide uh, between red America and blue America in terms of the, uh, the rate of infection and deaths. Uh, there's no doubt but that the red states are doing far better than the blue states. Uh, you know, that's just a fact of uh, fact of life. I don't think that anyone particularly is to blame. I mean, there's obviously things that uh, all the authorities wish they had done differently. I'm sure that Chris, not Chris Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, uh, wishes he did not uh, order nursing homes to take COVID-positive uh, patients back uh, as a as a mandatory thing. I'm sure he wishes he did not do that. I'm sure the president of the United States wishes that, uh, secretly wishes that he had done more in February to stem this, uh, the spread of this awful monster into our country. I'm sure that all of us, you know, uh, woulda, shoulda, coulda. Uh, but there's plenty of time for woulda, shoulda, coulda. Shoulda, woulda, shoulda, coulda. But uh, Erica wants to say something about the red-blue thing. Well, just that I would, my, my hope is that this would inspire a swell of empathy and resources and emergency measures targeting people who are living in these dense areas, not to shame people, but to send them goggles and masks and PPE and give them what they need. Give the healthcare workers, the, the people at the, who are working in the hospitals, the people that are packaging our food at the grocery stores, the post office workers, give them the equipment that they need. Obviously, definitely true. Keep them safe, right. Uh, Steve in Strongsville, what's on your mind, buddy? I'm one. You know, the president, he doesn't, he knows more than we do. And so he chooses not to wear a mask. And he knows, I, I look at it that he knows more than we do. All right. Now, let's assume he does know more than we do, and he refuses to wear a mask. So how do you feel about wearing a mask, Steve? Oh, I'll, I'll wear a mask where, you know, it's permitted. I don't think... Uh, our Constitution's going to let us. Uh, if you were standing you know, next to a person, a and then, hold it, hold it. If you were standing next to a person in the store, and you had your mask on and they did not, how would you feel about that person? You know, I, I feel like, hey, you know what? They want to go in the store, and you know, as long as they're not like sneezing and or even before this all happened, if I'd go to the store and somebody would cough and not cover their mouth, and I would see them, I'd say really loud, excuse me, because I would make it known. And that's what more people need to do. You can't just let people do certain things like that, like spewing, spitting, 
and that kind of thing. Speaking of spitting, one of the things I wanted to mention was, too, even though I think I like all our presidents and their fodder for the media, our President Trump doesn't seem sometimes like the statesman. And if I was like, you know, one of his handlers or people, I would suggest to him to try to be more of a statesman. He's starting to. But really be more of a At time to time. I, I, I agree. And I certainly, among many other people who care for the president, have advised him to be more, a little more, you know, uh, channel, uh, channel Ronald Reagan. Uh, you know, Absolutely. we're all in this together. Uh, beautiful house on the hill. And, uh, you know, America the beautiful. Yeah. Just uh, I, I think that that would go a long way. But. You know, he does, and he tries, and then someone says something that's insulting, and he really has been treated very foul, uh, very foully by the media. Uh, So he he gets his dander up in a hurry. He's very thin-skinned. I say it all the time. Uh, Very tempestuous, and I'm not sure that it always works for him. But, hey, listen, uh, he got elected president, and I think the odds are that he's going to be elected uh, president again. You are disdainful of the president uh, not wearing a mask, though, and uh, you're making a face at me. Not only wearing a mask, but playing golf when with news of 100,000 Americans have just died. And and then also Obama played golf, too. He I don't think he would have played golf upon hearing this news of all of these people who have died that's terrible and then to go on twitter all weekend and talk about stacy abrams his weight and nancy pelosi's looks and hillary calling hillary clinton a skank that's outrageous uh we just he, hearing now is watching actually the dow opened lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Over 600, so the Dow is above 25,000. Uh, so the, uh, you know, it seems like the economy, or at least the... Uh, uh, investors are feeling that uh, that things will soon be getting back to a robust a robust recovery. There is no doubt, I believe, uh, that uh, there's a growing sense in the country that the worst of the epidemic, uh, the pandemic, is behind us. Despite the fact that we're registering over 500 deaths a day, still uh, there's a sense because that's so off the uh, the highs. Uh, there's a definite sense that. Uh, we're that the warm weather, whether it's uh, the heat, the humidity, whatever it is, slow. Plus the people, you know, a fair number of people following the rules, uh, social distancing, wearing masks and so forth. No physical contact. Uh, there's a growing sense that it's uh, that the worst is over. I mean, and now opening gyms and fitness centers and bowling alleys, we're getting back to a sense of normalcy. Uh, sitting at the uh, the bar in Putin Bay with Sarah Booker and her husband, Trey, yesterday. Uh, they talked about how you know, business was starting to return to normal, that people are getting uh, back to normal. Before I go to our, our guests, I just want a couple of golf uh, questions or comments. I mentioned the president 
Uh, Eric and I were talking about the president playing golf compared to Obama, President Obama playing golf. Jim in Cleveland had a comment on that. What about Jim? What's what? What say you? You know, Geraldo, they they're all all these medical experts are telling you, hey, during all this, you should you know do something to you know get rid of the stress and that. Now, the the president of the United States has got to be the most stressful job in the country in the world, you know. So if the guy goes out and and that's how he can you know gather his thoughts and that. So I think your wife's you know, being a little tough on him. So I, I, I agree. I agree with uh, Jim, darling. I think you're being a little tough on the president. Of course you agree with him, <laughs> with Jim. But he's got to relieve stress. It's no contact. Why not play golf? Yeah, it's Memorial Day weekend. It's symbolic of people who have died fighting for our country. It's well, meanwhile, we're in a pandemic. We don't things are so uncertain and I don't think it's appropriate. What does uh, Eddie think? Thanks for calling, Eddie. Good morning, Geraldo. How you doing, buddy? What do you? What's on your mind? What do you think about this hey, golf I thing? I talked to you before. The boxer from Cleveland. Uh, all right, brother. All hey, right, I relate. Let's look. Let's look. Let's look. Yeah, I talked to you. We've got to come down to the old angle, Jim. We talked before. Hey, Geraldo, I'm a U.S. Marine too. I love the president. He might not have much of a filter, but it's not so much what you say; it's what you do, isn't it? And here's the thing with the golf. If you look back at Obama, Mr. Obama played golf hundreds of times so the man does have to distress him and the media is far too negative 90 percent negative and last but not least her i always watch you on fox that's all i watch is fox judge janine hannity two of my favorite mark Levin. i'll be on the five today i'm hosting the five today so check it out great i'm gonna are we gonna have some justice for the wrongdoing that was done I hope so. I hope so. I'm certainly staying on it. If you're talking about the Russia gate and the Russia collusion hoax, uh, I think that uh, what goes around has uh, has started coming around. And very shortly, we'll be hearing uh, from John Denham, the U.S. attorney in uh, Connecticut, about that. Uh, But without further ado, we love having her on the program. She is uh, an esteemed expert uh, in all matters having to do certainly with the uh, pediatric medicine. Uh, she's the Associate Medical Director of Infection Control at Rainbow Babies at UH. Uh, Dr. Amy Edwards rejoins us. Hi, Dr. Edwards. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, how are we as a people doing when you look around uh, as a medical expert, as a person who's seen suffering and, and triumph? Uh, welcome to the program. How do you feel about how society, how Ohio is, is responding? Thanks for having me. Um, right now we're doing okay um you know the number if you look at the average number while there are kind of peaks and valleys uh the average number is holding steady um actually for the u.s as a whole i've been very pleased to kind of see as new york's numbers have come down kind of the the all the average numbers have come down but i was a little bit worried about the pictures i saw over memorial day i i I hope those pictures are are few and far between and that most people uh kept their distance because I would hate to have two weeks from now, you know, a big outbreak from, from everybody letting loose over Memorial Day. So I hope people were safe. Can I, can I give you a scenario in our family and can you advise Erica uh, and me, you know, Sol's finished eighth grade. She, she wants to see her friends at least once before summertime. Can we have a socially distanced event in our backyard uh, where the kids have pizza, something like that? I mean, is that is that relatively safe uh, for eighth graders? No parents can they just uh, you know? I mean, we'll watch them and maybe I'll 
I'll have an air horn that I'll blow if they get too close to each other. But, uh, you know, what can you do? Uh, you, you, these kids have to have a little something. I feel so badly for them, Amy. Oh, Dr. Edwards. Oh, I totally understand. And, and the key word that you used um, was outdoors. And I think, you know, as we try to get at least a little bit of normalcy in our lives so that we don't feel like we're going to go crazy, and, and particularly as the weather cooperates with us and gets warmer, um, you know, if you're going to have those, those slightly larger groups, um, then yes, I think outdoors is the way to do it because the risk of spread outside is so much lower than the risk of spread inside. Well, let, let me let me stop you right there, if I can, Doctor Edwards, because the risk of spread outside is so much lower than the risk of spread inside. Are we maybe overdoing it in our criticism of crowd shots in the Ozarks, or uh, uh, even uh, you know uh, Edgewater Beach was it was it was not packed, but it was it was substantially well attended. Let me put it that way. Well, okay, that's a fair point, but and that you know not being there because. I was working this weekend. Um, you know, it's hard for me to say, but when you when you see crowds like that, you worry. I mean, I myself have been in crowded beach situations in, in past times, and, and sometimes, you you know, you bump up against people, you're standing in line, and everything's crowded together. So, it's, you know, maybe the pictures were taken at an angle that, you know, but some of them I saw, you know, in, like, the pool, the, what was it, the, the pool of Ozarks, the Ozarks, yep. Thing. Yeah, I mean, some of these overhead pictures, these people were standing within the foot of each other. All it takes is one sneeze and you're sunk. I mean, every, everybody within a foot or two radius is, is now exposed. Now maybe, you know, if it was a very windy day, that would be, you know, the risk would be a little bit lower. Um, but, but while outside is safer, we don't, it's too early to say 100% that being outside is a zero risk. Um, you know, doctors tend to be very conservative um, when it comes to the advice that we give. Um, and so, you know, maybe in the coming weeks and months we can get more data um, that shows that actually being outside is zero risk. Well, then great. Everybody go outside and do whatever you want. Um, but we just don't have the data to tell people what's safe. And so, you know, doctors, that, that's just the way we tend to run. We tend to run on the conservative side. Right. Um, and so my preference is, yes, do it outside, but maybe still keep a little bit of distance um, so that in case somebody sneezes or coughs or yawns, you're not getting sprayed with their droplets. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me take a, a call or two uh, for Dr. Amy Edwards. Uh, Lynn in Delroy, uh, what's on your mind, Lynn? Uh, Perola, I love your show. Thanks, man. Uh, I would just like to tell you, I'm sitting on my boat and down at, at Wood Lake in uh, Delroy, Ohio. I'm sure you don't know where it is, but it I, is, I don't. Uh, where is it? It sounds of, great. It is. It is south of Canton. It is uh, <laughs> what we refer to as a little mud hole down in Ohio. But okay, what's what's your point? Place. We got Dr. Edwards on the phone. What's your point, Lynn? Enjoy, by the way. My but. point is, my point is, uh, after 9/11, America felt great when George Bush walked out to the mound in Yankee Stadium. He took that ball and he threw a strike at home plate. We all felt great. What do we have to do to make America feel confident and great? 
right now. I'm well, about the president about specifically, hey, Dr. Edwards, what would you like to see Trump do? Wait, hold on. I love that. I love that caller. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. Go ahead, I Dr. Edwards. What, I, I, you know, for me as a doctor, what I'd like to see Trump do is just show a little bit more empathy. Um, you know, I, I understand his focus on the economy, and I, I've got no problem with that. You know, he's a businessman, so I know that's kind of the top of his the top of his mind is economy, economy, economy. But you know, nearly a hundred thousand Americans died in the last what two and a half months, and that's that, that's people's brothers and parents and sisters and and even unfortunately a few kids and. Just a little bit more empathy for what these people are going through and for how hard this is for some of us. I mean, during the last two and a half months, I, I, you know, I maybe get to get home to see my kids go to bed three times a week instead of every night. And so it's just hard. Like, I understand the back and forth about, oh, it's a hoax or, oh, it's as bad as this or it's not as bad as this. I'm, I'm not going to get into any of that. I, I don't care about that. But there are people that are suffering. And... And I feel like the president hasn't connected with that in a way that maybe George W. Bush did after September 11th. Dr. Edwards, we have to leave it there. Well said. Uh, very uh, poignant remarks, very uh, profound remarks. 15% of Manhattan has fled uh, the island. That uh, all the blue, or, or rather all the red voters, all the Republicans, okay. all the Republicans have left uh, Manhattan to go to their country homes. Uh, you know, uh, so... Uh, Manhattan statistics would even be worse if people had stayed behind. Uh, even in uh, in Seoul's former school, her the incoming grade has been decimated, hasn't it? I know of 12 families who are leaving her grade to move out of Manhattan and send their kids to school in other places, and then like in in Florida and elsewhere. And and a lot of my friends are still there. A lot of them are are hunkered down in their apartments. I'm so grateful i can't tell you that we moved here three years ago i love living in cleveland i i'm i wake up feeling lucky every day so happy my mom is here and close by and it's just a beautiful place to live we're so lucky i, I talked about putting bay and uh trey sheen was calling the owner of uh of much of the island along with his his wife sarah booker uh, to talk about the social distancing, even when you go to your, when we go to your mom's in Orange, Orange Village, when we sit around, we sit outside, we're, we're six feet apart, and we know that we're not sick. I mean, don't we? Right. We know that we haven't seen hardly anyone during this the past two months, and we go to my mom's house. We sit outside. We stay about ten feet apart, and uh, I did have to use the bathroom. Once after my aunt Barb and my mom went in and wiped it down <laughs> for me, and there's hand sanitizer everywhere. We we're very safe. I thought that uh, what we could do for the uh, the kids celebration is have like a, like a air horn. <laughs> uh, you know, if they get too close to each other, just blow the air horn. I think that's a great idea. I love it. I was going to do that when boys came around anyway. Just <laughs> blow, 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 blow the air horn if they get if they get too close. I, I what I don't like is how politics is influencing how people react to the disease. I told you that and I that is mathematically correct that red states have fewer infections than blue states. That's just a 
fact of life for whatever whatever reasons uh, that's a fact of life. But what I what I don't want is people are so judgy and people are so smart in hindsight. Twenty twenty is is perfect vision in hindsight. Twenty uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. That's that's what they say. Hindsight is twenty twenty. When you're looking back and you see what you did right or what you did wrong, you have perfect understanding of it. When you go through the litany of what happened here, and I I, I don't want to bore you with the old live through it, but very very quickly, whatever happened in the in Wuhan, whether it was the wet market or the lab, we know the infection started there. So you can fault the Chinese for messing around with the virus or not. I don't know what they did or what they did not do. What I do know, and this is a fact and no one contra uh, contradicts it, is that for six weeks the Chinese lied about the vaccine. I mean, I lied about the virus. You agree that for six weeks the Chinese lied about human-to-human -human transmissibility. They lied to the WHO, the World Health Organization. They lied to the world. At the same time, they were accumulating all the PPE, all the equipment, and, uh, you know. Uh, if you're going to fault them, you have to fault our State Department as well, because our State Department knew what was going on at the time. There was a big article in the Washington Post over the weekend. And so you can't just get mad at China. Also, I would question our president's foreign policy in just attacking China alone when he could have gotten Europe to go along with us. So it's not just us versus them. We're going to need to work with China through this. If they are the first to get a vaccine, we're going to want that vaccine, aren't we? Or if Europe gets it, we want to work with Europe. We don't want to just alienate everyone. I think that China bears very special responsibility. I understand the State Department reported that the lab had inferior security but the chinese say it had nothing to do with the lab but we know that the chinese lied and that we can't ever forget that we had six weeks we could have had a head start on this thing if china had said in more alarming terms we've got this problem it's spreading like they for instance they shut down flights from wuhan china to other parts of china but they didn't shut down flights from Wuhan, China, to the rest of the world. That just seems to me so insidious that, yes, we have to deal with the Chinese. You're right, Erica. We have to deal with the, the second most potent force on Earth. But we should never forget how they shafted us. We should never forget how they screwed the world. They, they really, anyway, on that unhappy note. Let us say <laughs> tomorrow is another day. The sun is out in Cleveland. It's a gorgeous day. Before I say goodbye uh, today, I just want, because of uh, the weekend just passed, to say to all those who serve and continue to serve our nation, God bless you, brothers and sisters. We salute you. We remember you. Thank you. And thanks for listening. I'm Geraldo Rivera reporting. Roadkill with Geraldo Rivera.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.